Acts chapter number 4. We have a very well-known verse of Scripture that's in Acts chapter number 4. Before anybody gets there, can you tell me maybe what Acts chapter 4? A great verse, number 12. Neither is there salvation in any other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I want us to come to Acts chapter number 4. I'm not going to preach on verse number 12. But I know that that's a very well-known verse. It's a great message that was being given forth there by none other than the Apostle Peter. When he started in verse number 8, and said, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, and I'll pause right there for a second and listen, It's always better when the preacher opens his mouth being full of the Holy Ghost. Sometimes the mouth's been opened not full of the Holy Ghost, and it gets us in trouble. And I say us. Said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Isn't that a wonderful short message? that the Apostle Peter is given to these religious leaders to set the context of it, and then I'll share just a few thoughts with us, to set the context of it, these people were riled up because this man was healed. And then they were desiring, okay, by what power did you do this? And they took a wonderful opportunity as they were being examined, and listen, just like any preacher, they could have said it, by Jesus. That's who we did it by. But he took the opportunity to be able to give the answer and rebuke them at the same time that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and gave the gospel, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand before you whole. And told them about Jesus and took that opportunity. Listen, can I as a side note just encourage us You may not always be given an open door to be able to tell someone about Jesus, but they might say, hey, can you pray for this meal? It is perfectly okay in the middle of that meal to be, I mean, in the middle of that prayer, just to be able to pray the gospel down and be able to say, we thank you, Lord, for your provision. You're so good to us. Thank you for providing eternal salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you for this food. In Jesus' name, amen. And so you can have that opportunity, and I just feel and see like Peter has taken well advantage of this to be able to give the gospel and to be able to give the news about the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'll also say this before I move on. A true gospel presentation like what Peter gave here always includes not just the death of Christ, but the resurrection of Christ. The death, burial, and resurrection whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead. You know it's necessary to believe that Jesus rose from the dead in order to be saved? 
That's what the Bible says, Romans 10, 9, right? And uh, so we're thankful. That's not what I want to preach on this afternoon. I want to come down to verse number 13. And I want you to see in verse 13, And when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. Now listen, they were just fishermen. No formal education, okay? They, well, no college education. They didn't sit like the Apostle Paul. They didn't sit at the feet of Gamaliel and be educated. They didn't have that time. I believe they carried on the family business and learned how to throw a, throw a net and be able to catch fish. So they're looking at them. They're unlearned. They're ignorant according to them. They marveled. Now, usually those two statements don't go back to back, or we say, I'm amazed you're so ignorant, okay? But they were unlearned and ignorant. They marveled, and they took knowledge of them. And here's the phrase I want us to look at, that they had been with Jesus. That they had been with Jesus. What made the difference? Presence with Jesus. I want to share a few thoughts with us, and I really hope it encourages us, but but challenges us too, on our influence from being with Jesus. Our influence from being with Jesus. Here you have two men that their leader, we know the Lord Jesus Christ, three chapters earlier, according to Acts chapter number 1, met with them up there on the Mount of Olives. He ascended to heaven. Jesus told them, tarry at Jerusalem till you be endued with power from on high. Acts chapter number 2, that took place. And listen, Peter and John, the other apostles, had something on them like they'd never known before. They had the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. He was able to stand up being examined here in chapter number 4 about this man in chapter number 3 that they had healed. They're being examined. Peter filled with the Holy Ghost. And listen, Peter didn't change. He's the first one to speak up the same way he was with Jesus. He's the first one to open his mouth, right, wrong, or indifferent. Peter's going to be the first one to say something. But here little different than when he was with Jesus a few times, it said filled with the Holy Ghost. How many know there's a few times Peter opened his mouth and he wasn't filled with the Holy Ghost? And uh, Peter, Jesus had to say, get thee behind me, Satan. Okay? And so Peter filled with the Holy Ghost. And when we see this phrase, they took knowledge of them that they'd been with Jesus. And I want to encourage us on this subject matter on how much time are you spending with Jesus? What is your personal devotion like? What is the influence from your presence with Jesus? I'm not talking about Jesus' presence with you. He's with us. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. But I looked at the influence these men had because of their presence with Jesus. And so I saw a few things as I looked down through here. First of all, I saw their boldness with the message. Okay? Their boldness with the message because the Bible says this. That's what they saw. Verse number 13. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John. The boldness to be able to speak 
for the Lord Jesus Christ and be able to give the message of the gospel. Now, some would say, well, pastor, that's just not me. But I'll say this, the more times that I've found out that I'm spending with Jesus and the influence that that has on my life, I desire to be a witness. I desire to be able to tell someone else. It's not always just going door to door, but you find out when you're dwelling in the presence of Jesus, listen, that's just going to overflow into your everyday life. That you're not going to be able to help it from being able to talk to someone and tell them about Jesus because you've just been in His presence. I will say this, and I, well, I don't know if you would brag about it or not, but if you had an opportunity to be able to have an audience with the President of the United States, I don't know if you'd brag about that. Um, I don't know. I, <laughs> time out. I said that in prison on, uh, on Thursday. I was talking about something else. I said out of 1 John chapter 1, and uh, I, said, I said, what if you started telling me, I said, everything you knew about President Biden, one of the ladies piped up, and why would we want to? <laughs> and just said it publicly. I said, well, I said, I'm not here for that this, this afternoon. I said, that's, that's not a, a Bible subject we're getting into. But listen, if we had that time, boy, wouldn't we, wouldn't we like to, this is human nature, wouldn't we be name dropping a little bit? And we do that, it's human nature. But let me say this, Peter and John, their boldness in the message, you know why? They'd spend time with Jesus. Now, they got to physically walk and talk and spend the time with Jesus for three and a half years while he was here on this earth. But that time with Jesus impacted and made a difference in their life for the boldness to be able to proclaim the message of Jesus. Now, you understand one of these men that we're talking about is a man that denied him is a man that cursed and then denied Christ three times, went away and wept bitterly, but received the forgiveness and the love of the Lord and went back and spent time with Him and was willing to stand up and say, Hey, this is my Jesus. And I wonder this, there's so many times that we as believers, listen, there's not a one of us under the sound of my voice that have not failed at some point in your life and it seems like we get so bashful and we fail to be able to proclaim the gospel of the Lord Jesus because afterwards we don't think we're worthy. Well, guess what? We're not worthy beforehand. But by spending time with the Lord, hey, Peter was able to step up and say, let me tell you about this Jesus. You want to know how this is happening? I'll take the opportunity to tell you about Jesus. Got bold. There's nothing wrong with, listen, if you failed on the Lord and get things right and repent of it and you're, you're back in relationship with the Lord, there is nothing holding you back from being able to have boldness in the message of telling people about the Lord. And I, I'm not saying that, that you ought to do it for that purpose, but you still may be able to tell them, hey, I wasn't worthy, but God forgave me. And here, here's Peter stepping up. Listen, if there are any of the disciples that we would humanly say besides Judas, why don't you stay off to the side for a little, little while and prove yourself, it'd probably be Peter. But you know something? Two chapters earlier, he's the one that stood up on the day of Pentecost too full of the Holy Ghost, by the way. 
Maybe he realized I find out what I do in the flesh and made sure to be able to stay filled with the Holy Ghost of God and made things right with him. And it's Peter that steps up. It's not even John the Beloved whom God uses to be able to write and reveal the book of Revelation to. It's Peter that steps up and says, let me tell you. The boldness, why? Because it spent time with Jesus. Spent time with Jesus. They knew that they'd spent time with him. Let me say this. Second of all, listen. It's not just a matter of boldness in the message, but when our influence, the world sees the difference when we spend time with Jesus. Do you understand these were lost people? These were not the church folks that said, boy, you've been spending time in your Bible, haven't you? No. This was the lost folks. These were those that were trying to condemn them. These were those that were trying to ruin their lives, ruin their testimony, and they were able to say, they've been with Jesus. Hey, listen, I wonder this. When's the last time that you spending time with Jesus made a difference for the world to be able to see? Oh, no, that's not what it's all about. It's always like that. There's always a difference. Now, listen, we can be hypocritical the other way, and put on the show on the outside and make it look like we've spent time with Jesus. But boy, that gets tiring real quick, doesn't it? How many have found out, don't raise your hand because you don't want to admit it, because I don't want to admit it. How many have found out that it takes work and effort to be a hypocrite? (laughs) Don't raise your hand. I told you, don't raise your hand. It takes work. It'll wear you out. Boy, I'm telling you, When you're just with Jesus and things are right, it is absolutely amazing that even the world can tell the difference. Well, they've been with Jesus. All they knew is, listen, they crucified this guy here just a couple months earlier and that's made a difference and now these people are starting to follow him and now these two step up and Peter's saying, hey, this same Jesus... And they took notice and they said, now you're unlearned and ignorant men. But we do know this. You've been with him. And I thought, what a blessing it would be. You know, they, I, I believe they probably thought that as, a, as an insult. They probably looked at it and said, I don't know what we're going to be able to do here. They still kept trying to condemn him. They still kept trying to say, but hey, a miracle's been done. We, we, we can't argue about that. When's the last time they just looked and said, you know, there's nothing we can do. It just looks like they've been with Jesus. You know, I so desire. Now, my goal is not for you to be able to say, boy, you're awfully educated. You're a learned man, aren't you? That's, that's not the goal. Now, hopefully I don't come across stupid, Okay. I do have that goal also. You know what I would rather said of anything? Pastor's been with Jesus this week. Brother Bruce, I, I think that'd be a better compliment than nice degrees you got on the wall. He's been with Jesus. Well, we don't know what's going on, but boy, Pastor's been with Jesus. You know, it would be wonderful to be able to walk around our community and they not know anything else but be able to say, boy, there, there, there's something about that guy. He, he, he really believes what he's preaching up there. I, I don't know the God that they serve up there. Boy, he believes him. You know, when we 
got ready to buy this piece of property. And honestly, it was one of the greatest compliments to our church. We met downstairs because it was during COVID. They were shut down. It was by Zoom. And there were a few of the men. I think Brother Don was there. Brother John was there. Maybe someone else. We were sitting down there on Zoom. And the, the, the planning board was up on the screen there. And one of the men from the planning board came on there and said, I remember when that church bought the first piece of property. And he said, Pastor made mention at that time that they're probably going to be needing more. That's what he said. And I thought, you know, now that's not about me, not about our church. It's about the God that we serve. And I thought, it sure would be a wonderful testimony, listen, for the lost world to know we've been with Jesus. That we can walk out, listen... I know the downers of Monday that everybody faces. Hey, it's Monday morning. What if in the life of a Christian that that was totally opposite, that we could walk out on Monday morning and instead of being so discouraged and depressed and down because the weekend's over, but we could say, Brother Mike, hey, listen, the world could say, what did you do this weekend? Oh, I've just been with Jesus. I I was in church. I mean, that's where I was. We had the greatest weekend ever. I've been in church. And then be able to say that it made that much of a difference. What a blessing. Hey, I don't wake up on Monday morning discouraged from the weekend. Now, we'll see tomorrow Monday morning. Tomorrow's. Tomorrow's Monday. We'll see. But listen, I don't wake up saying, man, that was a horrible weekend and everything's discouraged and depressed. No, I'm saying when the Lord meets with us, I want the world to be able to say, what's different with you on a Monday morning? I was just with Jesus over the weekend. I'll ask some people if I'm at a restaurant or someplace on a, on a, later on Sunday or on a Monday, I'll ask them, boy, did, did you get to go to church yesterday? Boy, it's a great conversation starter. Did you get to go to church yesterday? No, I didn't. I had to work. Boy, we had a tremendous day in church. And be able to start talking to them. Listen, the world ought to be able to tell the difference when we've been with Jesus. And I'm not just talking about in church, but you know, in your personal devotions, your personal prayer time, it ought to make a difference on the outside. Yes, it starts right here, but if you've got it for real here, it's going to come out. And I believe Peter and John just had something inside of them and that world took notice and said, they've been with Jesus. There's no sense even fighting them. There's a miracle. It's undeniable. Listen, they've been with Jesus. And I thought, boy, wouldn't it be a blessing if every day of our lives, boy, the world be looking saying, they've been with Jesus. Boy, you're sounding like them people we preach against. No, we've just been with Jesus. Been with Jesus. When's the last time that what's on the inside made a difference on the outside? It matters. It does matter. The world sees the difference. Do you understand that? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna preach the whole thing on this. It was once said to me, and I've never forgotten it. I may be the only Bible that this world reads. Okay. Now, do you understand what I just said? I'm not saying I'm the Word of God. I'm not saying I'm Jesus. I'm not saying... I may be the only Bible this world reads. Which means my life may be the only amount of Christianity or Jesus that someone else sees. And I want them to be able to see Jesus in me. The world saw a difference. 
But then I'll say this, and I'll, I'll give you this. Your influence of being with Jesus, the choices of following God are easier, but more intense. You say, what do you mean? Well, it's easier when you've been with Jesus just to say, I'm following Jesus. But when I say it's more intense, do you understand they came down through here and here's what they said. They were being threatened with their life for following Jesus. Now we want you to go, look at, it says in verse number 17, but that it spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in his name. We know later on when they come back is when Peter says, shall we obey God or man? Now, it wasn't a question in their heart and life. It became easier to be able to say, we're just staying with Jesus. We've spent time with him. But yet those decisions are more life changing. They're more intense. They got to the point that their decision, because they've been with Jesus and the world was seeing it, their decision got to the point it almost cost them lives, and eventually it did. But at this point, and I thought, listen, the more and more, and there's, there's those that are here that have been saved and living for God a whole lot longer than I have. You know something? They've gotten to the point, listen, we've come too far to turn back now. We're just living for God. It doesn't matter what. Let come what may, we're staying with Jesus. And I thought, listen, when it gets down to it, I'm praying. I'm starting to get to that point. I know I'm still middle-aged. Praise the Lord. Amen. But I'm saying, hey, I guess I can say the earthly consequences with this world become more intense with the decisions to be able to stay with Jesus. And when we're younger, it just seems like being drawn that direction, well, if I stand for the Lord, here's the results of it, and I don't know if I'm ready for that. But by the time that we get older, and we've just been trying to make our decisions for the Lord, and I'm standing with the Lord, and I'm staying with Him, it just gets to the point of, I'm just going to stay with Jesus, and we're just going to obey God rather than man. And we're not going to cave into that. You know the influence, listen, of your presence with Jesus? They took notice that they'd been with Jesus. How's the boldness of your message to be able to talk about Jesus? The more time you spend around them, you know what I noticed, and I'll I'll go back, it's my anniversary tomorrow, so I'll make honorable mention for my wife. It's her anniversary too. 24 years. But we were together seven years before that. And so I've been together with Crystal longer than she's been alive because she's only 29. and so I I won't explain how that all works she can't explain how that all works anyway but you know what started taking place as as we started getting together as, as teenagers and started spending time together I would talk more and more and more about her and she'd talk more and more and more about me you know why? because we were just in each other's presence very simply this can I ask us What's your presence with Jesus doing in your life? Is it making a difference? If there's no difference whatsoever, listen, we can talk on the outside all we want. But if it's not real on the inside and we're having time with the Lord, 
We know it's not real. Can I say this? We can only keep that up for so long and it just becomes transparent. And I'm saying, Lord, would you help us? Listen, I, I desire for my life to be so different on the outside because of how I am on the inside spending time with Jesus. You say, does it really happen? I just noticed when I, boy, I was going over that. I couldn't get past that phrase that they had been with Jesus. I wonder if you've been with Jesus this week. Been with Jesus today? This month? Hey, it's the last day of the month. Have you gone all month without spending time with Him? I'm not asking if you're in church. You know you can come to church three times a week and not be with Jesus? Hey, we just brought all the teenagers back from teen camp. Do you know they can be at teen camp all week long and not be with Jesus? Teens do it every year. All week long, looks great. They ain't been with Jesus. But you can tell, boy, when you've been with Jesus, there's a difference. And I'm saying, Lord, would you help me? I want our church to know what it is to be with Jesus. What it is on a personal relationship, but then in church services to be able to know the presence of the Lord being with us and to be able to have boldness to be able to walk out. Listen, there's a hashtag that goes around. Does anybody know what a hashtag is? For the older generation, it's a pound sign. There's, there, there's a hashtag going around, no time for sad stories. No time for sad stories. And I started looking at it and I said, you know, it's just a difference gets made when you've been with Jesus. So can I encourage you this week? You say, I don't know what's coming. This was dire situation for Peter and John. But they looked at him, hey, they didn't have the education. And I'm not against education. They didn't have the pedigree. <laughs> They might have been just fishermen, lowly fishermen. You know what they had going for them? They'd been with Jesus. You say, Pastor, I don't have a whole lot of that stuff. I, I don't have... No, but I'll tell you the difference you can make. Get with Jesus. You know why I talked to some of our young men a few weeks in advance? Make sure they had time to be with Jesus. They may not have the education, the, the Bible degrees on the wall, but they can be with Jesus. And Jesus can take care of things. Listen, and I'm so thankful for the impact that this world will know with a group of people that's just been with Jesus. This is the same group turned the world upside down. By the way, that was also lost people that said they turned the world upside down. <laughs> Those that have turned the world upside down are now come here. And I thought, what a blessing. They just knew they'd been with Jesus. Your influence from being with Jesus. Try it this week. Boy, it'll make a difference.